Well, this time a week ago, there was a huge degree of feeling when in peak hour morning traffic, a bunch of protesters from the climate change organisation Extinction Rebellion glued their backsides to the road on Flinders Street outside Santos. The disruption went on for a couple of hours as police moved in and um, several arrests were made. Well, today we can reveal that next Wednesday, um, just two weeks after the action last week that caused so much discussion, Extinction Rebellion is planning another one uh, on Wednesday, March 24. Um, I'll, I'll read from the uh, the announcement. Hundreds of rebels in sequins, flares and their best disco regalia will gather in the Botanic Gardens at 4pm. They will proceed to swarm the intersection of East Terrace and Rundle Street or Rundle Street and Frome Street, where they will perform a choreographed disco dance to the Bee Gees' immortal hit, Stayin' Alive. The dance will be followed by a dramatic die-in. A die-in, presumably, is where... Like sort of, what dates is happening? Wednesday, March 24. Oh, OK, I was going to say, because if it happens before the end of this weekend, people will just think it's a fringe act. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this, is, this is a bit of street theatre aimed at alerting people to the uh, impending demise of, 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 of the planet at 4pm. And there's there's two different locations there. So I'm not sure if that suggests that it'll be a wait and see which spot it is um, that's aimed at, at, at maximising the level of disruption. But what we're going to do is have a chat now to Ben Brooker, who is the... Um, the, the media spokesman for Extinction Rebellion, who I had a, a very pleasant cup of coffee with um, only a couple of weeks ago. He's a, an author and a, a 36-year-old bloke who is passionate about the environment. He's on the line now. Ben, good morning. Good to chat to you again. Cheers. Good morning, David and Will. Now, Ben, look, can I just ask you about your tactics? We had the police commissioner on the show the other day, and he gave you some pretty pithy free advice where he, he said, and I quote, the best way to change people's minds is not to piss them off. Do you risk pissing people off again? Well, I mean, David, um, seeing as you listened to the commissioner, um, I would remind you that he also said that um, within uh, the, the thriving democracy that we have, that um, democratic and, and peaceful pro protest is um, in, entirely acceptable and indeed encouraged. So I, I think there is that part um, to his um, statements as well. Mm. But... I, I would say that um, uh, look, nobody um, nobody likes having their usual routines disrupted. Um, generally, people are uncomfortable with um, changes to the status quo. Um, but we feel like there is um, so much at stake um, that we have to disrupt business as usual in order to uh, get our point across, which is that if we don't act on climate change as seriously as we need to within. The next handful of years, really, we're looking at um, temperature rises that, that, that will make um, life very unpleasant for anybody left alive. But, Ben, I, I find it frustrating, mate, because like, I, I know you're totally sincere and passionate about your cause, but and I, I, I believe in climate change, but I just feel like you guys are just alienating the very people who could potentially support you on these causes. Look, there is that view. Um, what we also find um, is that there are a great many people who support Extinction Rebellion's tactics. And we find that during every action that we do, uh, members of the public um, come up to us and very often thank us for the work that we're doing, which um, is not work that anybody in Extinction Rebellion wants to do. 
um, you know, we, we are not activists by choice. We're activists because we feel like we have no other choice. And the people who were arrested last Wednesday, uh, their, their mothers, their grandmothers, their, their students, their retirees, these are people who, who feel like the usual avenues of protest have entirely failed. And this is the only way to get our message across at this point in time where we're facing a climate emergency. So, so just take us through the thinking then. What are you hoping people do once they see you sort of all gyrating around to staying alive? So, um, first of all, uh, there is um, this idea of consciousness raising. So you, you obviously have to make people aware of the seriousness of the problem. By yes, dancing to staying alive. Well, to explain... I can I can take you through the the messaging behind that if you like, David. But to answer your, no, your that was your Will. First, Sorry, I'll, I'll claim that one. <laughs> to, to answer your, your first question, obviously we have to alert people to the problems that we're facing, and the action that we're doing next Wednesday is very much an action that's designed to bring people into the organisation and to remind people as well that yes, the point that we're making is incredibly serious. But as Molly Ivins, the American writer, once said, you, you have to make activism fun um, because the fights that you undertake are not ones that you always win. Mm. It seems like you guys are having fun. Yes, which is absolutely essential. There's, there's no reason why you, you can't have fun while you're making a very serious point, and that's a part of the reasoning behind this action, which, as you said, involves us dressing up in disco gear and, and dancing to, to staying alive. And this is an action that's been undertaken um, quite a few times in Europe and other parts of the world, generally before covid but a part of what we're saying next Wednesday, David, is we survived the COVID crisis in Australia very well, and that was mostly by responding to the, the information that we were receiving from scientists and medical professionals, and we responded with with common sense to that information that we were getting. But Ben, though, to, to Will's about, sorry, sorry to jump in, Ben, but to Will's point, you guys might be having fun, but. The people who are going to be trying to pick their kids up from school at 4pm next Wednesday, they won't be having fun when they see you in the traffic. Like, if it's about consciousness raising, and I know street theatre's part of your shtick, there's 40,000 people going to the footy on Saturday. Why don't you guys all just line up and pretend that your corpse is on the banks of the River Torrens below the footbridge? 20,000 people will be using that footbridge. Mm. That would be a, a less intrusive and, and as powerful a way of making a point about the planet that doesn't actually stop people from doing their, you know, important day-to-day um, business. Well, just to finish my point, David, I, I was saying we um, are, are at, a, at a point where um, we need to be doing all we can to address the climate crisis. And yes, we can have fun doing it, but we need to bear in mind that we survived the COVID-19 crisis by acting with the best information that scientists and medical professionals were telling us. So what we're saying with this action is that we need to be doing the same with climate change. Now, to your point, I guess, about disruption and upsetting people, um, one of the things that we often find is that people might have that fleeting reaction if they're held up in traffic for a few minutes, but very often they'll go away and think about what we're asking them to think about, which is the climate crisis. And even initiating that conversation stands to do a lot of good. And as I was saying before, and as I've said to you before, David, one of the things that we found is that the old avenues of protest no longer work. And it's interesting that we've had criticism from some parts of the media for the disruptiveness of our actions. But in a sense, the irony is that those tactics are clearly working because media are talking to us in a way that they weren't before. So 
by doing these actions, we're getting people's attention in a way that we haven't been able to do before. And mm. let's bear in mind as well that the tactics extinction rebellion uses are very old tactics of civil disobedience. They go back to Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr. Now, these people are incredibly venerated and celebrated today. But you have to bear in mind that in their day, these people face the same kinds of criticisms that Extinction Rebellion are facing now. I don't know if it elevate glue in my bum to Flinders Street to Sister Rosa Park saying I'm not sitting on the back of the bus. I, I, I think that the, the delusions of grace are somewhat there, Ben. And also, mate, seriously, I don't want to burst your bubble, but in terms of consciousness raising, if you wanted to look at what the public assessment of last week's event was, you should come in here and have a look at the text we were getting at the time because it was real-time denunciation of the tactics. But... As we said the other day, we can continue to have a civilised discussion and agree to disagree on, on some things. But but um, it was good to chat to you again, Ben, and we will stay in touch probably uh, chatting again after after next week's event. Ben Brooker, the media spokesman for Extinction Rebellion. 8,000 people turned up yesterday in Adelaide to a traditional protest. There were 40 of them around the country, and news poll moved four points. I reckon the traditional way seems to work. When people are energised. Well, no one glued their bum to the road yesterday. No.